0: Today, on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida.
1: How you believe he spoke these words will tell me what kind of God you think you're serving. Did God say this? Adam, where are you, man? You blew it. Or did God say, Adam? Where are you? You blew it, didn't you, Adam? Let's get it right. Adam, where are you? The scripture says God wants to forgive your sin. And the reason he
0: puts his light in your life is to reveal that sin. Light exposes the darkness. This is both true in science and spirituality. Pastor Mark will remind us today that it's the light of God's word that reveals the dark and evil deeds of the enemy. And it's also the light of the Father working in and through us that should draw others to the truth. So the question to ask yourself today, is my light shining? Am I living in such a way that causes others to see the work of God's grace in my life? As believers, that should be our heart's desire. We should want to be a shining beacon of truth. Our lives should shine so that our Heavenly Father would be glorified. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 21, for part one of our message entitled, Shine and Grow.
1: Today, Jesus is going to talk to us about growth, how quick you mature, what steps you have left, what your desire is. Let's look at chapter 4 of Mark, verse 21. And he said to them, point number one this morning is this, good hearers will shine. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or on a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand. Now, Jesus is continuing on in his parable of the hearer good soil good seed brings a harvest whenever you see light in the Bible it's talking first of all about Jesus Christ the opposite of light is darkness whenever you see darkness mentioned in the Bible it's spoken about Satan or sin or evil in general you remember that Jesus Christ was predicted in the Old Testament to come as the light of the world into a dark world to do one thing. The reason people are in darkness is because they can't find their way to God. They're trying to find the way to God on their own works, by being good enough, by taking communion, by whatever. And the world that Jesus came into and that wonderful morning or that wonderful day that evening when the shepherds came and said he is born it was the light of the world to say to the world you don't have to walk in darkness anymore i'm the light i've come here to show you the truth i've come to illuminate for you the path to god there's only one path to god and it's through me jesus christ now recently jesus as he looks at this says the light of the world, would you take a light and hide it? Would you cover it? Would you put it under a bed? Well, certainly you wouldn't do that. Recently in our home, we had enough money to buy a few new lamps. We went out and bought these lamps, and I was sitting under one of them the other day and reading. And I said to my wife, Man, I can see what I'm reading. I said, What's different between these lamps and the old lamps we had? Well, the old lamps we had were shorter. And when you sat to read by the lamp, some of you have probably done this. To be able to see the light, you had to do what to the shade? You know, don't you? You, got the, you must have bought the same lamps we had. You had, to, you had to tip the light up so it blared in your light, but that's the only way you could read. So these lamps are higher and the light just shines. So Jesus said, would you buy a lamp, put it on a table, and then cover it with a shade so you couldn't see it? No, why not? Because the reason you brought a light was to be able to see That's a really profound statement, but light is meant to be seen. And Jesus said, that's it. So as a Christian this morning, it's very important that you understand what God's saying in this parable. Good hearers will shine. Here's what it means. Before you came to Jesus Christ, you too were in darkness. You didn't know about life. You couldn't find your way to God. Sin separated you. But when you accepted Jesus Christ as the light of the world, as your savior, he not only forgave your sins and showed you the path to God, which was now corrected because he forgave you your sins, but he came to live in your heart through the person of the Holy Spirit. So how many remember the little um, movie E.T.? When you saw his heart there, you could see that heart, boom, 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 it was kind of open, and it was, well, that's a whatever story, but what happens in your life when you come to Jesus Christ, he comes in, and it's as if you have a little window here, and the light goes on, and you're supposed to shine, and say to the world, Jesus Christ is the answer to darkness. So Jesus says, when he came into your life, he came into your life for you, as a believer, To shine. So that people at school and at work in your neighborhood could see their way out of darkness. Now, I believe many Christians hide their light. If you this morning aren't shining, if the joy of Jesus Christ isn't evident in your life, then I believe you're a hidden Christian. And Jesus, through this statement, says, what are you doing? Take the shade off. Let your light shine. He came to you so that you would shine. That's how the word gets out. That's how darkness is always dispelled. It comes from each single one of us, dispelling darkness. Point number two, and Jesus will go on in verse 22, is this. Light will reveal. Light will reveal. Look at verse 22. For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. How many of you ladies know that light reveals? If you lived in Pittsburgh or Detroit or whatever, and you were around the steel mills, you could dust in the morning and by night... The cold stuff would get in. you're better in Florida. you're lucky to live in Florida because the sand doesn't I mean that the light stuff doesn't show as much, does it? But up north, man, it light reveals that's the purpose of light. In fact, the scripture puts it like this in Ephesians, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Now, as you and I sit here this morning and listen to God's word, the light, this is the light of the world. As you do it. The word reveals areas in your life, in my life, that need attention. You see, light reveals. Now, when I sin, the first thing I like to do when I sin is I like to hide my sin. The way I do that basically is, first of all, I hide it from myself. I'll try to justify the sin as being just a weakness. It's not a sin, it's... Look at the circumstances, God, and it's not really a sin. If I can't convince myself of that, I will certainly try to hide my sin from you, spouse, friend, pastor, whatever. And we're stupid enough to think we're hiding our sin from God. You remember Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. God said you can have the rain of the whole place. There's one tree I don't want you to go to. Adam and Eve said, which tree? And they went right to it. They sinned, they were naked. They realized they were sinning. The very first thing they did was they hid from God. You see, light reveals. When the knowledge of good and evil came to them, God's light, His commandment came back to them and said, "In the day that you sin, you will surely die. And light came. And they re- were guilty. And the first thing I said they did, they tried to hide. Now God came to them. And your impression of what God said in the garden How you believe he spoke these words will tell me what kind of God you think you're serving. Did God say this? Adam, where are you, man? You blew it. Or did God say, Adam, where are you? You blew it, didn't you, Adam? Let's get it right. Adam, where are you? The scripture says God wants to forgive your sin. And the reason he puts his light in your life is to reveal that sin. So as I go through teaching this morning, there will be areas of Scripture that will come out to you. And you can either go, I'm not guilty of that, and hide it. But notice the Scripture says this, everything that is now hidden will one day be revealed. Even the world today says, well, I'm not a sinner, but what the Scripture says is, everybody doesn't agree that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. But the Scripture tells me one day, Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. See, everything that's hidden now will one day be totally revealed. So when the light comes from the Word in your life and my life, the smart thing to do is realize it's not hidden from God anyway. That's sin. And I'm to come to the light. I'm to come to the light and ask God's forgiveness. He isn't a God up there trying to pound you. He's a God trying to show you His love. His love. 1 John says it like this, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. So as you go through this morning and some areas come out, don't hide your sin. Don't excuse your sin. Admit your sin. Let the light that has revealed it also come to you and restore your fellowship. Your fellowship. With Jesus Christ. You see, God meant for the light of the world, which is really you and me, because he's not here now, only through us, to be visible in a very dark, sinful world. If this room this morning was typical of the world, we could call it and turn out the lights, because the world today is going through the motions with no clue as to how to get to God. They're in the dark, they're empty, as Billy Graham says, lonely and guilty and afraid of death. And if you would walk in with a bright light on your head, maybe like a coal, coal guy's uh, a hat, and the light would shine, what kind of reaction would there be in the darkness? Well, the first reaction you're familiar with, because the Bible tells us this, it happened to Jesus, said when Jesus came into the world, he brought light into the world. It says most people who were in darkness scattered from the light. Like roaches do, you know, when you turn on the light. Now, I'm not trying to call you a roach. I'm just saying you're acting maybe like one. Hmm. You scatter because the Bible says men love their sins more than light. They like that sinful nature. They didn't want to come and say, I'm guilty. So you know this. Once you became a Christian, when you went to work and you started sharing Jesus and you. Put on the light in your heart here. What happened to some of your friends? They went, get away from How many know that? They just, get away from me. I'm not interested in you. Now, some of the time they got away from you and ran from you, wasn't because you turned on the light. It's because you were obnoxious. (laughs) Notice, Jesus says, shine. He doesn't say, take a beam and put it in their eyes. When I think of that, sometimes we don't use judgment and we want to come into people's life and bring this big spotlight and put it right in their face and say, look at your sin. Don't you want to come to Jesus? Well, no, they don't want to come to Jesus because you just condemned them. Notice the scripture says he didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So when you think of light, don't think of a big spotlight. That's what God kind of shows in our sin. But when you're out there in the dark world, I think you ought to think of yourself as like a 100-watt soft white bulb. It just shines. And when somebody who initially turns you off, when they come to a part in their life where there's darkness and they can't see, they'll remember who had the light as people live in their life in darkness by you just shining here's what I believe many of them will come to say life with God is better than life apart from him you see that's what your life ought to say life with God is better than life apart from him they're apart from him they're looking for hope you are to be the hope. Point number three is this. Jesus goes on and he says, Listen with care. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Not talking about physical ears, but spiritual. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. Or the King James and the New King James would say this, Take heed what you listen to. Now why is Jesus saying this? Because he's saying, even in his day, Everything that was supposed to come from God and was supposed to be biblical was not biblical. Going back to the parable of the hearer, Jesus was saying this, you remember if you had good soil and this is the good seed, if it went into into good soil, you'd have a good harvest. What Jesus is saying is this, if you plant bad seed, something that doesn't come from the word and it goes into good soil, you're going to have a harvest, but you're going to have bad fruit. So he's trying to say this to his disciples, basically. You're going to hear things that everybody says are from the Bible and are spiritual and they're principles of God. They're not all principles of God. Be careful what you hear. So Jesus says, be wise, be discriminating. Everything you hear is not God's Word. Anytime you hear anybody speak, including me, you check it out in the Bible. You go home, check it out, see if it's what's there. Check it out, make sure it's God's Word. So we know in the latter days, and we're in the latter days I believe, the Bible says in Timothy that people will look for itching ears, they're gonna wanna hear what you wanna say to them that sounds good. Nobody wants to hear negative things, they wanna hear how good they are, how great they are, how loving they are. Hey, I'd like to hear that too, but that's a lie, isn't it? Cause we're really selfish, stinsy people, sinful. Down inside. You didn't want to hear it, but you heard it. And then I can do something about it. If I take truth and come to the light. So number one, what he's meaning is this. Check out what you're hearing. Second thing is this. It's very important for you to listen with the word of God. Listen with care. If you hear the word this morning and do nothing with it, then what Jesus is saying is this. You're not taking heed to what you're listening to. And the book of James tells me if I sit and listen to the word and it comes into my life and I do nothing with it, the very first thing I'm doing is I'm deceiving myself. So that's why James says be a doer of the word of God. You must take heed to hear and then to put it into practice in my life. Not only use discernment, but put practical application. Remember, God didn't give you his word To give you knowledge only. He gave you his word to change your life and my life. That's the purpose for it. It isn't so you can play Bible trivia and win with lots of biblical facts. It's so your life will be changed to be like Jesus. Point number four, Jesus goes on, and he says a principle that you've heard many other places, but it's really biblical, and here's what it is. Point number four is this. Use it or lose it. Ever heard it? Use it or lose it. Look at verse 24. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more. I like that, but then I don't like the second part of it. Whoever has will be given more. Mm, Good. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, use it or lose it. Here's what it means. Many of you, as you look at your Christian life this morning, you'd have to probably say it's stagnant. It's not growing. There's not much excitement. There's not much desire for the word. You kind of are just come to a status quo in your Christian walk and you're sliding into heaven. You come and you listen to the word and you're not in gross sin, but not much is happening in your life. Jesus says this, wait a minute. The reason that he came to bring life to you was for three things. Let me give them to you. First of all, to hear the word. Secondly, to then live the word out in your life. And the last part is very important, to share the word. You see, I'm supposed to hear the word. You're hearing the word this morning. Every time you come to church, any church around any of our community, many wonderful churches teaching the word of God. When you hear it, that's the first step. You have to be here to hear it. By the way, Satan will keep you, if he can, away from a desire to hear the word of God. You're here this morning and you're hearing it, but some of you aren't hearing it. You've already planned your meal at Morrison's and whatever, and you kind of have it outlined. Come back. Hello. Come back here. Listen to the word. Hear it. But then you're to live it. You're to walk it out. You're to allow it to come into your life and change your way of living. But that's not the end. We have many Christians that that's what happens. Actually, they weigh 700 pounds spiritually. They just take in and 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 take in. and, take in and, take in and That's all they do with it. But Jesus says, no, you're the light of the world. Go shine. So I'm supposed to hear the Word, live the Word, and lastly, give it out. Share. Some of you this morning don't grow because you keep taking in, but you never share. And Jesus says, use it or you're going to lose it. You see, if I take in, if I live it, and if I share it, God says in this principle, He's going to do what? He's going to give me more to take in. He's really talking about truth. Many of us want to know all the truths of the word. Here's how you know the truths of the word. You start where you're at. You learn that truth. You apply it in your life. You share it with somebody else and God comes back and gives you more truth. You see, why would God give you more truth if you're not even obeying the truth that He's already given you? No, He waits for you to do that and then grows you and moves you along. So there is a stage of that maturity that has to come in our life. It's called the law of use. Use it or lose it. Now, you know... In a practical way, that happens. How many have ever broken an arm or a leg? And you break your arm, and you put it in this cast, and it's there. And After about six or eight weeks, you you get that cast off, and you put that arm out here, and you wonder whose arm is. It doesn't look like this one. It's what? There's nothing left, hardly. It's just lost its tone. There's no muscle there and whatever, and you have to begin doing what? Man, the law of use was there. You didn't use it for six weeks, and it what? Deteriorated. You see, in your Christian walk, you're not just staying equal. You're either improving or you're decreasing. Where are you this morning? Jesus says, if you use it, you get more. If you ignore it, you're going to lose what you had. Who'd like to go to a surgeon who hasn't opened a book for 30 years after medical school? No, he's called a loser. And you probably lose your life going to him. No, you want somebody that's fresh and current. In the Bible, the manna that God brought to them, the children of Israel, I was reading it this morning, was fresh every day. Fresh newness in your life. Is your life stagnant or fresh? The law of use applies in every area you see the more truth that's received into my life the more I put it into practice by obedience and by sharing the more truth will be given me and I'll be so excited and that's how life grows it's a wonderful wonderful cycle are you stagnant growing how would it be if I got up and gave you last week's or last year's sermon again the same thing was fresh to me at one time but I just didn't have time and I got up No, it has to be fresh in your life the same way. Point number five, growth will follow sowing. Growth will follow sowing. Look at verse 26. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces grain." First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head.
0: In the book of First John, we read, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Pastor Mark used this portion of Scripture today, to encourage us to walk in the light in the truth of God's word. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on onto lessonsforlivingradio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at com. That's info at com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark will give us an exhortation to grow. You see, many people come to faith in Jesus, but their walk stops there. That's no way to live as a believer. We're to press on in the faith. We're to desire growth and maturity. That can only happen as we study God's Word and submit to His work of grace in our lives. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.